0: Hi everyone, this is uh, Klaatu, and I'm outside chilling with Alan Hicks of the Slackbook Project, still, I guess, uh, and the um, Slackware community in general. So, how you doing, Alan? I spoke to you last year.
1: I'm doing good, and it's good to be back here again this year.
0: Uh, so, what do you think of the festival this year?
1: Uh, I thought it's been a great blast. Uh, I am tired, though, boy. It has been a, a busy, uh, just a whirlwind fun thing But the, the one criticism is that it's so daggum big you can't do everything you want to do i mean it's like you know disney world you have to go for a week if you want to ride every ride right uh, but overall this has been uh, uh fantastic again really have had a great time a lot of the talks have been great uh they've uh done everything from uh, uh a lot of improvements uh the uh, table layout has been a whole lot better this year, yeah. I think everybody could tell you that. Yeah. And uh, probably triple the number of talks.
0: That has been crazy because there's no way you're going to get to see all the, I mean there's just not. There's no way.
1: Yeah, I mean I think they have six rooms that they have talks going on simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking something somewhere along the lines of 30 talks today plus more tomorrow. Okay. Uh, You know, how how can you possibly work that in? Uh, That's, you know, a huge accomplishment. We're talking a big, uh, a a really big fest on just its second year. One of the really big things, uh, or one of the really impressive things just about the scope is that they had to turn speakers away this year. You know, they had too many wanting to speak, and we've got, you know, 30 talks going on today at least. Um and we've probably got a fifteen or sixteen tomorrow uh two hour talks at that. Yeah. So you know, you're talking about a, a lot of information chopped up together and it's just just overall improvements. I mean you can tell that it has really matured in just a year's time.
0: Yeah.
1: They put in a lot of great hard work They've got, you know, even better people here this year for some of the speakers. And not to not to trash talk anyone from last year, but, you know, it, it seemed like after you got that first year yeah. under the belt, people wanted to come talk. Yeah, you know, people yeah. wanted to be a part of it out on just the second year. Yeah. Uh, and, and that to me is amazing.
0: Your talk, I didn't get to hear it all because there was a camera emergency in another room, so I
1: got to leave for that. Um, but your your talk today was on ciphers, correct? Uh, Yes, sir. Uh, ciphers, uh, we did everything from uh, the ancient, old-school, mono-alphabetic ciphers up through, you know, DES, RSA, wow. complete with some of the mathematics involved for oh, things wow. like yeah. RSA. It was a really good talk, and we had, you know, a, a good crowd who asked good technical questions nice. as well. So, um...
0: How important is that sort of thing to to security in linux i mean because it is the kind of the common knowledge common expectation i guess is that it's gonna get cracked eventually anyway
1: well yeah i mean r s a is probably the strongest form of encryption we have right now so- short of you know some massive massive synchronous cipher but uh you know when you start to get if we ever discover any sort of way to quickly factor huge prime numbers, not just for Linux, but for our very way of life, you know, RSA secures everything you do online when, you, when you're when you talking SSL. Right. You do e-commerce. You buy something online. You are using RSA. You uh, want to connect to a VPN. A lot of times you will be using RSA to first establish that connection then do a key exchange. Right. Um, just the ability to have a secure line of communication to someone else without having to physically meet them and exchange keys in order to guarantee security. Uh, without that, the entire security of the internet falls apart. You know, We're talking billion dollar corporations that can no longer do business on the internet because credit card information isn't secure anymore. So it's it's really a big deal, and I think it's important that people, you know, understand what's involved and so that it's not, you know, just some black art right. uh, that people, you know, I understand it works and that's all I need to know. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like a lot of people are hungry to know more about sort of the, uh, the dirty plumbing part hey, yeah. of of not just, you know, Linux, but the Internet that most people don't, you know, want to think about. They want to yeah. sort of take for granted. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, also those typical things tend to be a lot more technically oriented. And I think, you know, it helps uh, to have a balance of, of talks from things like what I do, which can be highly technical, right. to uh, uh, other sort of talks, which can be very personal, like... John Mad Dog's talk was right. excellent today. His great, uh, you know, talk about uh, a personal uh, history with freedom mm-hmm. and how intimately he was involved with Linux in the early yeah. years. And uh, you know, then you have sort of your middle ground distro talks and stuff. So yeah. having the blend really helps attract a lot of uh, other people uh, or, or a diverse group of people Cause While geeks have a lot in common, we also have a lot of differences too, Uh, and here at the Southeast Linux Fest there's things for, you know, even from the beginning user who might have only been exposed to things like Ubuntu and Fedora, Mm -hmm. and cares mostly about getting it installed and having a web browser and having their wireless work, uh, to Real coders, real developers yeah, who might yeah. be working on some internals or might yeah. be working on user space products. You've got commercial vendors here, uh, and a good bit of them. Really, they've all been very, very friendly. Uh, very big on open source. A lot of them incorporate, you know, open source in their own projects. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you've got, you know, talks that while not necessarily geared towards coding can also attract you know the, the type of geek who wants to really get down and understand how things work yeah. sort of the essence of the hacker i i guess you might say yeah
0: so let's switch gears i guess to talk a little bit about Slackware since there was a big release quite recently any big improvements to 13.1 that you would you can think of
1: okay there's a lot of big improvements <laughs> <Okay>. here um <laughs> And a lot of big changes. Uh, the old libata is gone from the kernel. Oh, so now, right, I yeah. yeah. So now all your IDE devices show up as SCSI devices. Okay. That's a big problem if you're upgrading and you're not, you know, paying attention. Right. Because you know your fstab file has to be rewritten. Yep. Lilo has to be rewritten. Yeah. So HDA become SDA, and yeah. things have moved around. Uh, policy kit's been added in. Uh, that was almost, you know, almost like an eleven. Uh, eleven o'clock hour sort of edition yeah. okay. that that helps uh you know with some hardware uh the K D E four point four it's just very recently came out. Yeah. And and in fact I walked by the KDE booth here and uh they uh they had a Slackware laptop there to show off KDE four point four. It's actually Vincent Batts's uh okay. laptop because none of the other distros had it just nice. yet. At least not in the stock, you know, in yeah, stock. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of new things to be excited about. We're not running the absolute latest stable kernel. Uh, we're running uh 2.6 point... Either three three or three four, I forget which one. I think it's three three point six. Okay. Three four big. came out, you know, just maybe a week or so before mm-hmm. uh, Slackware was released. And, and unless there's a really really compelling reason to change kernels that late in the release, yeah, we won't do it because it's it's usually a, a case of exchanging bugs you know about for bugs you don't know about. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we always grab the latest, uh, uh, I guess you would call them the sub-stables, you know, the, the yeah. patches for stable 2-6 yeah, yeah. kernels. We always try and grab the latest one of those. We've also, in the kernel, uh, KMS and stuff, so video uh, works better. Switching between console and X is almost instantaneous. Wow. Uh, the uh, graphics in console are better, too. Cool. You know, previously when you had, say, a widescreen laptop or a widescreen monitor, yeah. you ran frame buffer, yeah. you know, your text could get stretched a little bit. Yeah. It's much better looking now because it uses uh, the, uh, the the kernel KMS settings. Cool. So, you know, the text in frame buffer is, is almost like the text in X term under X. Nice. Uh, so you don't have you know the stretching the the wide fonts uh, just overall improvements. Uh, that's very nice.
0: Uh, so are you running it?
1: I guess I mean you must be, but are you running <laughs> yeah. in, real, in real life? Yes, yes. Okay. It's actually on my laptop. Okay. I have an old MacBook uh, oh, that yeah, I'm running yeah, it on. Yeah, yeah. And a little funny, it, it doesn't quite run right on the MacBook. Something with the lib ATA to. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, the SCSI switchover doesn't want to work right with the MacBook, so I had to compile a custom kernel okay. and go back to Lib ATA, so I'm not exactly 13-point mm-hmm. Right. right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I've got some issues with the kernel I compiled that have caused some, some video corruption issues at times, but, you know, that's just fine-tuning on some really oddball hardware that yeah, yeah. not a whole lot of people use. Right, yeah. Um, additionally, hold on just a second. Yep. She faked you out, dude. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was trying to she open the door for it. a lady. But no. <laughs> Anyhow, um, there there's been a lot of improvements. Um, you know, there there's some places that could still be improved, but you can say the same thing about any distribution, any program. Uh in my case, the the few troubles that I've run into if you look around they're just not reported anywhere else. Mm-hmm. It it deals with some of the custom junk that I've done to get it to work on right. that hardware. Right, yeah. Um and and I'd I'd be a little doubtful that, you know, all the other distros ran clean out of the box on it. But, you know, with some of the additions things like uh brightness keys and volume keys on a Mac worked out of the box. That's crazy. Yeah, and and with everything else. Yeah. Regardless of distribution, uh, you you would have to download and compile these weird libraries and compile some software called Palm D to get you know yep. those yep. those uh, oh, yeah. buttons to work mm-hmm. right. And uh, I actually used to maintain the Slack build for it, and now I just don't because <laughs> there, there's no more requirement for it. Uh, do
0: you were you the maintainer of I think it was PB Buttons D
1: on Slack build? Yeah, I believe so. Okay.
0: I I was I'm wondering if that's even necessary anymore because now that
1: you mention it that might not even be it's Yeah, I'm I'm familiar with it and it may be necessary to get like the eject key oh, working. that's
0: what it is. Yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah.
1: something like that. Yeah. Uh But you know, I haven't actually played with it. I haven't even put in you know a CD since <laughs> right. installing. So uh, you know, if, if I if it doesn't work, I'll type eject. You know. <laughs>
0: So what is your talk on tomorrow?
1: Uh be the 802.11 Mac. This is uh, the media access control, the data link layer. Uh, a lot of people are sort of kind of familiar with the way Ethernet works, 802.3. You know, you plug up a cable, you have a source MAC address, you have a destination MAC address, and you have a checksum, and that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. You know, people understand that, you don't have to think about it, it just works, but 802.11 is is very different for a lot of reasons, and I'm not going to go into all of them, but, I mean, the, the boundaries of an 802.11 network, by necessity, or, or just by the laws of physics, they're kind of fuzzy, uh-huh. you know. Not all nodes can reach all other nodes, and you have uh, 802.11, the media access control, takes a lot of pains to... Uh, you know make it as ethernet like as possible Mm. and does all this stuff in the background usually without the without the user really having any knowledge of it any idea what it's doing why it's doing it Mm. and so i'm trying to you know bring some of that out of uh... the the black magic realm and into the light of day and uh... you know i think it can be interesting to a lot of people simply because it's interesting to me Yeah, yeah. Well, plus, I mean, who doesn't use wireless these days? Yeah, I I mean, everyone uses 802.11. You you almost can't buy a laptop without an 802.11 card today. Half the desktops at least come with an option for it. Right, yeah. Uh, You know, usually it's some sort of PCI card. Yeah. And also, you know, some of the stuff in my talk might clear up why your wireless connection is great at home, but then when you come to a... A conference like this when there's six, seven hundred right. other people, right. why it's so slow? You know, you've got plenty of bandwidth, but nobody's getting through. Why, you know? Well. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll just try and bring some of that out into the light, explain it, and help people get a better grasp of the tools they're using.
0: Nice. Sounds really cool. I'm going to try to make that one, except I think you're talking at the same time that I am, so probably won't make it.
1: Yeah, I believe that's the case as well. That's that's sort of the problem when you have, uh, you know, it's five, tracks, six tracks right there, yeah. going at the same time. <laughs> you just can't see the stuff you want to see. Uh,
0: that's a good problem to have, obviously. So, um, well, thanks for talking to me, and uh, I guess I'll probably see you next year.
1: Absolutely.
0: Cool. See ya. Thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.